Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to my podcast. No cap, just raw. I never get tired of saying it. So guys, today we are talking about destined for greatness. Um, and I'm really excited about this topic because story of my life um everything you know fyi everything i talk about on this podcast i have definitely either gone through it or it was most likely a revelation from god but this one right here i have lived through it and i think that when you talk about something and it comes from a place of experience, it's all the more powerful. So not only have I experienced it and lived through it, but it's also there's revelation that the Lord has given me on, you know, greatness and what it means to be great and things like that. And the the one scripture that the Lord gave me before I hopped on was 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, which says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world so sorry guys i'm trying to get comfortable here um yeah i i'm just you know when it comes to your destiny and you know what god has put deep down inside of you it's really a powerful thing because what God has destined you for, only you can do it. It's tailored to you. You are destined to do that thing. And someone might say, what is she talking about? They told me at church that I'm a prophet. There's lots of prophets out here. Yeah. Duh, there's a lot of people who have the prophetic gift, maybe like you do, but people do not operate in the gift the same way as you do. So yes, there may be a lot of people who may have the same gifting as you, but they cannot work that gift the way you do. So whether you have the gift to teach, the gift to sing the gift of the apostolic or the prophetic gifting upon your life, no one will ever do it the way you do it. There can't be another apostle Paul. The, the, the apostolic anointing that Paul carried on his life, there's no one, there is no one that can emulate that. No one can imitate that. You can be inspired by it, but you cannot imitate it. And I, I love to say this, the Bible is not there for imitation. It's there for inspiration. When I read my word, I am truly inspired by what I'm reading, the life of Christ and what he did, the miracles he performed, the character that he displayed in the midst of trials and tribulations that inspires me to be like him, to want to operate the way he did, to follow the footprints that he's left in the sand for us. And so being destined for greatness 
isn't just a fancy schmancy thing that you say about yourself, but it's really being handpicked. It's really being in a place where God has marked you because you have a special mission and purpose in this life. And so when you're destined for greatness, first of all, number one, you're going to go through a lot of rejection. You're going to find that you don't fit in almost anywhere. You won't fit. You just won't. You're, you are unique. You're different. There is no one that will ever truly see you the way God sees you, the way God knows you. And so again, and I know this personally because this is something that I lived. I went through a lot of rejection, not understanding, being absolutely frustrated with feeling like a reject, not feeling like I fit in anywhere, you know, being different from everyone, everywhere that I went. And so recognize the fact that that is a blessing. Being rejected is a blessing. When you are rejected, you are blessed. And Jesus, how do I know this? Jesus was rejected. They did not accept him nowhere. He was accepted nowhere. He didn't fit in nowhere. Even with the the 12 that he was leading, the 12 disciples, he didn't fit in with them. He was leading them. That's why he could lead them because he was nothing like them. He was different. He was unique. There was something about Jesus that drew people to him. His operation was just beautiful. It was perfect. And it was just attractive because it was unlike anything that anyone's ever seen before. And so when you're destined for greatness, you are just, you have a supernatural ability to draw and the drawing meaning that God will allow people to purposefully be drawn to you because you have something that you need to deliver to them. And not everybody will be drawn to you, but there are people that are called to your ministry. There are people that are called to experience your greatness. And for this reason, Jesus, he didn't draw every single person. There were some people that hated him. There were people that were jealous and envious of the way he taught, the authority that he had upon his life, the way he healed people, the way he was so bold and confident. It made a lot of people hate him to the point where they wanted to kill him because jealousy is hate and hate is murder. Jealousy is and hate and murder. They're all enveloped with a bow on it. They're all in the same falls in the same category. If you're jealous of somebody, you hate them. And if you hate them, you are capable of murdering that person. It's in the Bible, but that's a whole topic of different topic of discussion. But the point is you had these Pharisees who looked at Jesus and they hated him to the point that they plotted to kill him. And so when you're destined for greatness, you are not accepted. You will not find the acceptance that you're looking for in the world. It can be absolutely frustrating. It can be absolutely challenging, but it is absolutely a blessing. And so it'll take time. If if you're new to this, you're still navigating this calling on your life or whatever, or God has handpicked you. You know this, and you've been told this numerous of times, but you still have not 
embraced, you have not embraced the destiny that God has called you to. And believe me, that is completely normal. And thank God we serve a God that is very patient. Now, the next thing is, apart from being rejected, you do have to get to a place of recognition. And what does that mean? It means that you have to get to a place where you begin to recognize God's hand on your life. Because you have to get to a point where you have to put the childish things behind you. You can no longer be in a place of, I didn't know. Really? God said, I'm called. Wow, I have a gift. Some people, when they learn of about what God has placed on them, they begin to operate in something called false humility. And so what that means is that now that they know that they're gifted, that they're called, and they have this supernatural anointing on their life, it's almost as if they be getting to this stage of denial. You know, like, oh no, let somebody else do it. I mean, I'll play the background. Stop playing that childish game. That's false humility. You know you're destined for greatness. You know that God handpicked you and you know what you're capable of and you are very aware that you're very anointed. Don't take that lightly. Put it to use because if you don't, God will give it to somebody else. And too many times, I can't tell you how many people I've seen that took the gift that God gave them and they sat on it. And it's really disrespectful and it's really disheartening to know and to see people go into their grave with their anointing. They had so much anointing. They had the anointing to change the world. But they allowed the, the, the grief of life and the difficulties of life to ch choke out and snuff out the faith and the belief and what God has put in them. So recognition is very important because this will show God, you want this. God, I want this. It is tough. It is challenging, but I want this. I want this calling that you put in my life. I want this anointing, God. I don't want to operate in false humility because that's falsehood. And God cannot use you when you're pretending. You're literally pretending that you don't know that you're anointed because you think that that's humility. That's not humility. That's denial. And so you really got to be in a place of recognizing what God put in you and how he can use you. And I don't know anyone in their right mind who knows that God has put his hand on them, who knows who they are, because sometimes you can be in denial when you're insecure and you don't know who you are. You can be afraid to get in front of people and minister or to pray for people. It might be nerve wracking because you're not confident in the anointing that God put on you because you still don't know who you are. But when you get into a place where you know who you are, my goodness. You are bold for Jesus. You're bold for the message of Christ. You're bold and you have this passion for Christ that is undeniable and that nobody, I mean, absolutely nobody can stop you. And I can remember times in my life where I didn't know who I was, where I was absolutely insecure, where I was a people pleaser and I played with the anointing of my life 
And God got me to a place where it was, it's just like no more games. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. And I know what I'm supposed to do to remain in this path. And I'm not going to let nothing or no one take me off course. No one's worth it. It's God or nothing. And the last thing I think that you need to know is isolation. Because when you're destined for greatness, you're set apart. You're going to be alone a lot. And I don't know what your calling is. I don't know what your gifting is. But if you sit in the office of prophecy, it can be a very lonely path. Especially if you really, truly want to operate in the gifting to the maximum, to the unlimited. Be prepared to spend a lot of time alone. And although alone, you're not truly alone. You are walking with an entourage. You always have your entourage, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the angels ministering to you, showing you things, God giving you revelation, dreams, and visions, sitting in the office, the prophetic, the apostolic, the office, whatever office, whatever gifting you operate in, you do need to make time to develop the gift that God has given you. And being alone is the right place to be in when you are developing. And once you develop, you don't, you're not always going to be alone. God will surround you with the right people, but you'll still from time to time need to pull away and let God fill your cup up. So as I started off, first John chapter four, verse four, which tells us greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so when you're destined for greatness, it's because you have the greater one that is in you. You are destined for greatness. I don't know who this message is for. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who's watching this on the other side, but I want to tell you, you are destined for greatness. Don't play with the anointing on your life. The time is now. The season is now. And God is saying, move. All you have to do is show up. And God says, if you show up, I'll blow your mind. I will blow your mind. I will send you favor that is so unfair that when you start testifying about what I do for you, people say that's unfair. How, how did that happen for you? Just someone just walked up to you and just gave you money. Someone just offered you money. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Someone just offered me money. They said, hey, do you, you want this? Do you need this for this and this and that? That's the kind of supernatural favor and grace that's upon your life. Walk in it. Do not let, do not permit time to pass you by because all the times that were taken from you, that were stolen from you, God says, I'm restoring it right now. And it's yours for the taking. So grab a hold of it. And I want to pray for you because I know that this is a very intense, heavy and strong message. And it's important for you to go back into God's presence with it because he's going to give you more revelation about it. So, Father, I just pray for this person who's watching and listening. Lord, I just thank you for this word. I thank you for this message that it is crystal clear. God, I pray for this person who's watching and listening that you would open their eyes, open their ears so that they would hear, that they would listen. They would heed the message. Open their eyes that they will see. Open their minds that they'll perceive what you are saying to them today, Lord. Show them the, the truth. Show them the access. Show them that the door is open. It's unlocked. You left the doors unlocked for them. Not revolving doors, Lord, just automatic doors that they just need to walk through right now in this season, Lord. Thank you for the time that you're restoring in their lives. 
that whatever was stolen from them, Lord, the opportunity is coming right back because the time has been given back to them right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you for the supernatural grace and favor. We thank you for the revelation of the word. And we thank you, Jesus, for who you are in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. So God bless you. And I'll see you guys next time on No Cap, Just Raw.